Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Alina Trigger. Thanks for being on the show again, Alina. Thank you for having me, Whitney. Pleasure to be back. You probably recognize Alina's name and voice. She's been on the show a couple of times before and, and just providing great value and content and just helping educate us about many things about the syndication business. And she's a former tax accountant with the Big Four experience. Her business model is to follow Warren Buffett's guidance, indicating that someone is getting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. Alina, give us a little more about what's new in your business, what you're up to, and maybe an update about real estate. And let's dive right into our topic today. Sure. And thank you for having me on your show, Whitney. I'm all about adding value and sharing what I know with your listeners. And hopefully they'll be able to learn something new today. In terms of what's new in my business, it's always about meeting new people. Some may become investors, some may not. But at the end of my day, the goal is to provide value to others. So whenever I meet a new person, I try to make it about the person on the other end of me and ask as many questions as possible about them, learn what they're doing, what are they up to, what their plans are. And if I can help them along the way by helping them passively invest in real estate, that's great. If not, there will be other opportunities for us to collaborate. And if there are ways I can help them in any other way, that's fantastic too. That's what I'm about. That's great. And that's a way to stand out above most people if you can add value to others and that's your focus immediately. But I know you wrote an article recently and just about how to care for your investors like your mom. That's so interesting. and But it's such an important part of this business. And I just thought it'd be great if you could elaborate on that. And let's just go into a discussion about that topic specifically. Sure. So let me ask you this. And this is more of a rhetorical question. Who do you know that gives an unconditional love to others? You know, the, the answer is always a mom. Mom gives that unconditional love to her kids. And I was thinking about that as a mom of uh, two kids. I was thinking about that and made a parallel between my relationship with my investors versus my relationship with my kids like a mom. It's not that it's unconditional love, but when I'm talking to my investors, to potential investors, I always give them an unconditional attention. I listen to them attentively. I listen for what they're looking for, trying to learn what their background is, where they're at in their career or in their business, what are they about, and whether these are the people that I can potentially help because it's not only about them testing the waters and trying to determine whether I can help him, but it's also about me determining whether that person is someone I can potentially help with. And there are many factors that go into that from my perspective. And I'm talking to a person and, for instance, they tell me that I'd like to start investing, but I really like to be involved in the decision making. I want to make sure that if the decision is made to spend, say, I don't know, hundred or $200,000 in renovations, I want my voice heard. And to me, that's topic for discussion with this person. And to me, that indicates that the person 
hasn't done the homework or have not been exposed yet to syndication. So in that example, I would try to explain that syndications are all about passively investing. And if you want to join us, I can certainly help you if you want to invest, but you would have to be a passive investor, which would entail that your liabilities are limited, but it would also entail that you have no authority over the decisions. You can listen and you will be shared the decisions that are made by general partners, people that are leading this indication, but you will not be given an authority to make the decision. So questions and topics like that come up and I go into the overview and explanation as to why one thing versus another may or may not work. And that leads us to decide on each end, on my end and on the investor end, whether that's something that we can potentially work together on and join in the partnership and invest together or whether the investor needs to find some other way for them to go and become potential active investors. I've talked to lots of people who love investing in real estate, but they don't like the syndication model, they say, because they don't have any control. But it's a perfect model for so many people because they don't have time to learn the real estate business. They don't have time to try to find deals. They don't have time to take the phone calls or to build the teams or all these things. However, they have a large income or they're wealthy from some other business or a day job or corporate, whatever that is. And so the syndication model is perfect because they don't have to do any of that stuff, but they still get the benefits of owning real estate. Exactly, exactly. So it all comes down to several things. Number one, whether they have the bandwidth, do they even have the time to work on their business, whether it's syndication or buying properties like single family houses or any other type of properties. Since this is a business, they need to be able to spend time on this business. So in addition to having bandwidth, these potential investors need to have the desire to work on the business because just like in any business, syndication is not all rosy. It will have its ups and downs and you need to be able to dust off the problem, find the solution to your problem or way around your obstacle and move forward, go past it and continue with your business. Otherwise, it will be very easy to fail and drop out of the race. Let's back up just a little bit, though. And you talked about just listening to your investors. And it's so important. It seems so like something so simple. However, most people are pretty bad listeners, you know, and it's something I'm trying to get better at all the time. But it's hard not to just talk about yourself, isn't it? You know, you have to fight that urge, you know, to share about something you're doing or whatever, and really care about the person you're talking to and what they're having to say. And so I'm trying to think of questions to ask people about what they're telling me just so I can stay in tune with what they're saying. And But it helps me to remember as well. Sure, sure. Well, it's pretty easy. Think of it as a job interview, for example. Let's say you're on the other end of the spectrum and you've been interviewed. So if you've been interviewed, you're still allowed to ask questions and it's nothing more than a two-way conversation. So when the interviewee is telling you about the company, they'll tell you, oh, how great this company is, what kind of benefits they're offering. So they touch upon certain benefits. You can touch upon and expand on that benefit and talk about it further. If we make a parallel and take it to investors, again, think from a perspective of a parent. I mean, you don't have to be a mom, a mother, father, I mean, anyone. If you're an attentive parent, When you're talking to your kids, what they're really looking for is that undivided attention when you talk to them. When they come back from school, home, and they're telling you, hey, I got a really good grade, and my teacher gave me these extra points for for doing really well on the test, they want 
you to congratulate them and they want to see that you're giving them full attention and not really looking you at your phone or some, somewhere else. Same with investors. You're talking to investor and let's say investor is a woman and she's telling you her life story. She's saying that, oh, I went to such and such college. I got my degree in economics, but then I decided to do something completely different and became, say, a social worker. So you've got to stop her and say, hey, how did you decide to get a degree in economics? Like, what prompted you to do that? And then what happened with that degree? Why did you switch to social science? So there are many trigger points. And even if you think that may be irrelevant as of right now, it may trigger something that will potentially become relevant, whether it's something about their background or whether it'll tell you what their overall long-term goals are or how they perceive wealth management and wealth preservation. It'll tell you more about that person in a way that you didn't expect to hear. Hope that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And I appreciate you elaborating on that. Most people don't give good examples of conversations. And that's great. And thinking about questions that bring out more information and remembering that for the next conversation too is really good when you can do that. But anyway, I kind of stopped you and went back, but you know, you're talking about investors, you know, not having a decision in the deal and there's a reason for that. And you were talking about, do they have time to work in a business? And, you know, they understand that you have to spend time in a syndication business and anyway, keep going. Sure. As long as an investor knows that in terms of the bandwidth, they may have the bandwidth, but they don't have any desire to be in the business. So if the answer is no, that they don't want to be in the business, then progressing towards syndication would be a natural decision, whether it's a busy business owner or a busy professional who is not interested to become an active investor, then for them, the interest really lies in finding that passive opportunity and investing w- with the sponsor that they trust and investing in investment that makes the most sense for them. So that's where I come in. I help them select investment that suits their long-term goals, and I help them navigate towards the process of investing passively or actively. And if it's not for them, if I hear that they're interested to have that power or they're interested to get their hands dirty or they have plenty of time of their own and want to dive into business, then I'll tell them like it is, listen, I don't think this is for you. I think you should start investing actively and you should start learning the business. And it may not be the syndication business. It could be any other niche within real estate. As long as they know that they want to be active, the next step for them would be to start researching and finding what is that next niche is within real estate and so forth. That's how it works. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'd love to keep diving into how you care for them like your mom and, and some other techniques that you use that have worked really well. Sure. So the way I see it, there are four really critical and important points to keep in mind when dealing with investors. So number one would be to be on top of your game. And what it really means, if you make a promise, try to keep that promise. For instance, right now we are in a tax season and everyone knows or majority of people know that partnership returns were due on March 15th and then personal returns are due on April 15th. So obviously some of the partnerships were not able to complete their returns on March 15th. So in that case, it's highly recommended and important to try to complete the returns as soon as possible to give the investors a chance to complete their personal returns on time on April 15th and try to send those K-1s to investors ASAP so that they'll have at least a week or two 
to provide the information to their account and file their personal taxes. In addition to be able to stay on top of your game, it's very, very important to keep in your investors informed. And if you promise them to deliver the updates on a monthly or quarterly basis, stick to that. Always offer all of the updates on time and always be fully transparent about what's going on with the business. Um, additional point about number two is if something very, very critical happens with your property, don't wait till that monthly quarterly update time comes in. Offer that update right away. And let me give you a specific example. Let's say we had a very heavy snow and because of the snow, there was some flooding in one or some of the units and the damages are pretty significant. So if something like that happened, I would strongly encourage the deal sponsors to share the update with the investors right away. I mean, not right that minute, obviously they need to take care of the problem, but right after that, send a video recording or send an email or even call your investors if it's still manageable, if you have you know, so, so few investors that you can call them personally and explain what happened and share the information about the damages that happened to the property. By staying transparent, not only telling them about the positive things, but you're also telling them about anything that's happening in the business and keeping them completely informed about all of the developments in the business itself. Let the real estate CPA handle the accounting and taxes on your next syndication, and they'll file your tax returns by March 15th so you can get your K-1s to your investors by the individual filing deadline on April 15th. Not only will this reduce headaches, but it will help you retain investors over the long term by improving investor experience. The Real Estate CPA is now offering a special virtual workshop to the listeners of the Real Estate Syndication Show on how to answer tax-related questions from your investors. Learn more today by visiting therealestatecpa.com forward slash syndication. I find there's some things that's just hard to communicate through an email, especially if it was something that was critical, something that was unexpected. And if an email w- wouldn't justify it, I may just make a phone call and just to have more of a personal touch as well, you know, to make to answer any questions that they have. So you just touched upon my next point, point number three, spend time with the investors. If they're local to you, try to meet them for coffee or lunch, talk to them, ask about their personal life, if they're willing to share. Some people want to stay as private as possible, but if they're sharing, definitely ask what's going on in their lives. You know, some women could be pregnant or guys could be getting married. Certain things are going on in life. So always ask, be transparent about what's going on in your life. So it's not just one-way communication. It goes both ways. If they're not local to you, then schedule periodic phone calls. Again, for the same reason, just to keep up with them, to make sure they know that you're still out there and you're not only reaching out to them about specific investment, but you're also talking to them like, like a human about other aspects of life. So that's also very, very critical. And my last very important point is to stay true to your word. In other words, if you put together a plan, a value-add strategy, and you share that with investors and you said, okay, so as a part of the strategy, I plan to keep the property for five years and potentially sell it at that point, then if that time has elapsed and you're at year five and you're not planning to sell, then definitely make it a point to, again, 
reach out to investors and explain your current strategy. Maybe the times have changed. Maybe we're at a different point in a market cycle where it doesn't make sense to sell and you want to hold the property for a few more years. But be transparent. Explain to your investors why you're doing it and what are you waiting for and assure them that there is still cash flow. They will continue receiving dividends as before and nothing's going to change from that perspective. But staying true to your word, whatever's been promised is absolutely critical in this business. Just like with the kids, I mean, I can make another parallel, but you know, if you, you promise a kid to have an ice cream, if he gets 101% in their test, then you got to buy that ice cream. They remember, don't they? You say something like that, they remember. They're going to hold you to it. That ice cream's worth a lot more to my four-year-old than $100,000 to about any investor. <laughs> you got it. You got it. So you know how it feels. Same with investors. I mean, if you made some promises, stay true to your promises. If life happens, so it's uh, very normal if, that things may change along the way. And if things do change, then make sure that you're absolutely transparent and you explain to investors why you're going through the changes and what needs to change in the strategy because of the certain point in time in the cycle. Elena, is there any other ways that you have really been able to stand out, I guess, from other, say, potential sponsors that investors are investing with or any other ideas that you've had as far as being able to just really make your relationship stand out above somebody else's when they're looking at two people they want to invest with? How are they going to remember you as opposed to somebody else? My investors will remember me because of the way I am, someone I was talking to a long time ago told me then you don't have to play a role. Just be natural, be yourself. If you're being yourself and you're really showing the true self to the person on the other end, they'll treat you better. It'll be easier for them to talk to you. It'll be easier for you to establish a rapport with them. Just being yourself. And that's what I've been striving to do when I'm to- whenever I'm talking to a person on the other end. I'll always tell them like it is. I'll ask questions because I truly care. Again, whether they're talking about their kids, whether they're talking about their career or how they're expanding their business. I'll give you an example. I had this young businessman, really young guy in his early 20s, who has a tremendous success in his business. And he was telling me how he's always short on time because there are only 24 hours in a day and he wants to expand, but he doesn't have the bandwidth to hire more people. And I gave him some business advice just because of my background and my prior corporate experience. I knew of ways that would benefit him and I gave him a few ideas and he was truly grateful for the ideas I shared with him and he went ahead and implemented some of them. So he's doing really good now. And I think by doing that, by offering value first, as opposed to talking to a person like a robot and just saying, hey, you want to invest with me? No, next I am trying to stand out from the crowd by offering value to the people and letting them determine whether they would like to work with me or someone else. I like that. I like that a lot. And I I think you do stand out. I mean, personally, I know you and I I feel like you stand out, but then just anybody, if you can provide value first, you're going to stand out instead of asking immediately, right? If you can stand out by adding value, it's just a matter of time. So I just had a conversation today with somebody for the second time. And I'm just constantly trying to add value to them. I know they're a potential investor. and But either way, they know many people as well. And so if I can just keep adding value, just like you're talking about, people remember that. And, you know, as opposed to you asking for stuff, you know, right away. 
Yeah. So Whitney, you touched upon another important point. You might be talking to a person and the person on the other end may or may not decide to invest with you for one reason to another, but you never know. They may be able to introduce you to their network of friends and family and co-workers who might be able to invest. So it's not always about that person on the end, but it's about sharing your strategy, your views, and giving back to the community, giving back to others and providing values. If they feel that you provide value to them, they'll be sure to do the same for you as well. No doubt. No doubt. Now, I appreciate that, Alina. And any other advice that you have for people to treat their investors like mom? Any other advice? Sure. So whenever someone is trying to raise money, for example, I'll switch a little bit to the other side. They don't have to go to like any special room where a bunch of investors are sitting. They just need to look around and see people around them. And sometimes it's just a matter of starting a conversation or doing something fun. So I'll give you an example. One of my colleagues who's also in the business of being an investor liaison and has been working on raising capital, what he does is he brings his laptop to Starbucks and on the back of his laptop, he has a sign. It's, it's something funny, but it's like, would you like to invest in real estate? I don't remember the exact word, but he made it fun and he put it in big letters so people in Starbucks could see it. And he does get approached, not every day, not every hour, but sometimes it's several people approach him and just start talking to him. He is sort of shy and it's his way to start a conversation, to have that big funny sign on the back of his laptop. So it opens a conversation. That's interesting. I've not heard anybody do that before. That's just thinking out of the box, right? I mean, it's telling people kind of what you're doing before you even have to have that conversation. Yep. You should try it. You should try it. Anyone who's shy, it's definitely a conversation starter. Maybe have it on the back of my shirt or something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That would work. Alina, you know, I always appreciate you being on the show. And I can't remember if I asked you the last time, you know, how you like to give back. You did ask me the last time, but I'll tell you again. I volunteer usually for children-related organizations, whether it's kids who are hospitalized for a long time or whether it's kids from family that cannot afford many things and trying to help raise clothing or raise school supplies for these kids. And right now we're actually collecting food items for the local food pantries and trying to help the food pantries in the local area. So I'm one of the lead volunteers that leads that effort. So it's March Madness for us. That's going to end in a few days. And on Sunday, actually, we're going to be distributing this food into different trucks and sending it off to the pantries in the area. Awesome. Tell the listeners how they can learn more about you and get in touch. Sure. They can go on my website, which is samofinancial.com, or they can find me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I'm more than happy to speak with whoever wants to reach out and has any questions, regardless whether they're going to become my investors or not. Great. Thank you so much, Alina. You've provided great content, great value. I mean, it's such an important topic of how we care for our investors and we should care for them just like our mother. That's right. But just how you went into how we have to listen to them and have to listen to what's on their mind. And what's important to them really is what we should be remembering, right? And them making that decision if they want to be in the business or not. And then obviously making that, helping them make the best decision, whether this is the right fit for them or not. And anyway, I appreciate elaborating on 
keeping your promises and how to just treat them well and communicating well. But anyway, thank you again. And I hope the listeners will go to LifeBridge Capital and connect with me and also go to our Facebook group, The Real Estate Syndication Show, where we can all learn and grow our businesses together from experts like Alina. And we will talk to each of you tomorrow. Whitney, thank you so much for having me on your show. It's always a pleasure to be coming back here and providing value to your audience and you. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Real Estate Syndication Show, brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.